Trust, Tech and Transformation. On today's episode of PwC's IFRS Talks, we're talking about the key themes coming out of our latest global investor survey. I'm your host, Laura Kennedy, and I'm joined by PwC's global reporting leader, Nadia Picard, and Eleanor Lana from our Global Investor Engagement Programme to find out what issues are at the front of investors' minds right now. Hi, Nadia. Hi, Eleanor. Thanks for joining us on IFRS Talks today. How are you doing? Doing very well. Hello, Laura. Hello, Eleanor. Hi, Laura. Hi, Nadia. Great to be here. So really excited that you're coming on today to talk to us about PwC's 2023 Global Investor Survey. Looking at 2023, Nadia, it's definitely been a very, very busy year, similar to past years. That theme seems to not be changing. A lot going on politically, a lot going on economically. And then on top of that, there's lots of discussions in the sustainability space and there's lots of discussions in the technology space. Um, As PwC's global reporting leader, as you've been having conversations with companies over the past year, is there anything you'd pick up as themes? Lots of people are moving into their reporting season right now for 2023. What are the main things you'd say they should be paying attention to? Yeah, thank you, Laura. And uh, it's almost still time to say Happy New Year to everyone. Um, I've developed my personal rule to be able to say that throughout the month of January as I meet (laughs) people. So Happy New Year to everyone and our listeners as well. Look, obviously, for the reporting season, front of mind is that evolution in sustainability reporting, at least for me and in the conversations that I'm having, right? So the current regulation for some countries, it's increasing regulation um, that that is applicable to them. Uh, for example, if we look at TCD reporting in the UK or we look at BRSR um, in, in, in India, um, there's a regulation to, to be looked at and to follow. And I would really hope that companies spend the appropriate amount of attention to be able to really own this new piece of regulation and and embed that into in, in their year-end reporting. Um, there's other regulation that is either already applicable or might be applicable. So companies do prepare for what is coming by doing test runs in, in yep. the current reporting season. An example of that might be preparation for Pillar 2 requirements, right? So a country-by-country IFRS reporting that might not make it into full external corporate reporting, but that will be the basis of tax regulation and and other regulatory reporting pieces. And then, obviously, as we are going to talk about the investor survey, that leads then to another consideration, which is outside of regulation, companies have to balance what is material to their investors and other stakeholders and make sure that they properly reflect on the emphasis that they want to put on whatever happened in the last financial year, whatever the demands are for always also forward-looking information and really take a good stock of what they want to report and how they will report on that and how they will reliably and faithfully report on that. Lastly, and Laurie, you mentioned that, two more points real quick. Um, You mentioned the volatile environment that uh, we've all been into um, last year. 
And that has ramification on reporting as well, right? Investors want to know um, how companies have been dealing with that. Uh, they want to know what effect this volatile environment has on their financial statements, on their financial statement estimates. Um, a lot of that really needs to be thought through and, and really transparently reported on so that everybody can make sense of what happened in the financial statements. And then to bring all this together, the connectivity between financial reporting and sustainability reporting is also something that uh, gains increasing attention by clients because they want to understand how how the assessments that they're making on a sustainability uh, front are then affecting their financials and, and how they should be thinking about that. Thanks, Nadia. That's really, really good to get your perspective on that. Sounds like such a challenging time that we're in, in terms of companies having to figure out what investors' changing needs are and preparing that new information in quite quickly, but needing to do so in a way that that information can be trusted. So with that in mind, then, one useful source of information definitely is PwC's Global Investor Survey. So the latest survey launched towards the end of last year. Can you guys tell us just a bit more around the survey? You know, who do we get to respond? What kind of things do we ask of our investors? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Laura. Happy to share. So maybe just a bit of context. We conducted our survey, as you said, uh, in 2023. So we were in the field in September and we received responses from 345 investors across 30 territories and countries. We supplemented these responses with 15 interviews with investment professionals. And just to give a bit of context, our respondents typically have a range of roles. So they include portfolio managers, analysts and chief investment officers. And we saw this year that 48% of them had more than 10 years experience in the industry. When it comes to their focus, they cover a range of asset classes and investment approaches. And they're investing in different industries and across territories and countries as well. But the survey itself really sought to understand what matters most to investors, particularly when they're evaluating the companies that they're investing in or they're covering. And how does that influence the investment decisions that they're making? What information do they want to know from companies? Are they getting that information that they think is material for the companies that they're looking at? Um, And ultimately, to what extent can they trust and rely upon that information and have confidence in that information? So it's kind of some of the the things that we tried to cover uh, in terms of the the way that we frame the questions. And and if I may add to that, Elena, um, of course, a lot of companies, particularly listed companies and particularly large listed companies, have their own way of communicating with their investor base or their investor relations uh, function. But by getting that view across and across the globe and, and really getting that sentiment, not on a company by company basis, but on a broad range of issues, I think that is something that is quite noteworthy and, and really was our intent to, to capture that with a survey. Yeah, 345 investors and analysts, that's a, that's a great sample to have. So with that then, what, what were the themes coming out in 2023? How does it align the messages that Nadia mentioned at the beginning? And then I guess my follow on question would be, how does that differ to what we saw in the previous year? Yeah, thanks, Laura. So I think when we look at the key themes from this year, um, they really sort of fell into three areas. So um, I think we'll probably touch on these in a little bit more detail, but but how are companies prioritizing new and emerging technologies? Uh, what are investors looking for when it comes to how companies are, should be or they think they should be embedding sustainability within their organizations and how that might drive value? And then ultimately, what companies can do from the investor perspective to address what we're referring to as a reporting trust deficit that we see that they're perceiving through our findings. So I guess maybe just to set the context, 
And I think this really goes to the points that Nadia was making is that investors want to better understand how companies are managing crises uh, and these multiple crises that they're continuing to face while continuing to create and protect long-term value. And we saw this year, compared to previous years, that the worries about macroeconomic volatility and inflation have declined from the higher levels that we saw last year. It is important to note that climate change and social inequality also increased from last year. So I think that also starts to highlight a bit of a shift that we're seeing that actually a number of these issues are almost all relevant at the same time. Um, not not obviously with the, with the exact uh, magnitude, but they are all in front of mind for investors. That being said, they are looking closely at two areas. So that is emerging technology and sustainability. And they're really wanting to understand how companies can manage the risks associated with those areas and those themes uh, and really seize the opportunities for business transformation as well. And I think if we then look at that when it comes to reporting, we repeatedly heard through the interviews and the findings from the survey that investors are after clearer, more consistent, more comparable information on the material issues that are facing companies. And I think that that's an interesting finding that also benefits companies too, because as boards and management teams begin to think about how they can better engage with their stakeholders, they need to ensure that these issues are embedded into their governance processes, into strategic decision making, and then ultimately think about how they're reporting that transparently to the market. Absolutely. That's really interesting to hear the shifts there in some of the movements. So, Starting then maybe with the technology theme that you mentioned, Eleanor, of course, we've all been hearing a lot about AI and emerging techs. And in some ways, it's really exciting in terms of what it can do for us and what it can do for companies. But on the other side, it's also quite scary, partially to do with the trust trust deficit that you mentioned, and then just also more generally of how it's going to change the landscape of the, of the world we work in. So I guess from an investor perspective, Are they showing the same enthusiasms that we seem to be seeing from companies that are looking into using these types of tech? Yeah, look, um, Laura, I think investors are just simply hungry for information, right? Um, And I think they understand quite well, and I think we're hearing that everywhere, that obviously technological change, and we all experience the fast pace of technological change. Investors think with 59% that this is the factor that most likely will influence how companies do create and capture value in the coming three years, right? So that means that they're listening, but that companies also need to be aware of that expectation and then be transparent on how they think they are progressing on that journey of implementing this technological change in their companies, how they're using it, what risks that brings for them, but also how they are capturing the opportunities that relate to that. And then when we look at that, investors do tell us that emerging technologies and then emerging technologies roughly translated as obviously artificial intelligence, the metaverse, blockchain, other things that might come up, right? They do rank about among their top five priorities when they evaluate companies, right? The Accelerated adoption of AI is is really seen as critical to the value equation. 61% of investors say that faster adoption of AI is very or extremely important. Now, again, personal reflection, I think that is because investors do sense the potential of capturing value, cutting down costs, um, bringing in efficiencies of employing that um, new technology. 
bring more insights, supporting better decision-making in companies. That's all the potentials that are being listed in the context of AI, production methodologies and, and, and all of that. So investors are keen for companies to engage with this new technology and bring it into the companies, right? But they're not ignorant to the risks that this new technology might bring as well, right? So data security issues, privacy threats, misinformation, right? We all hear about bad AI and and particularly the, the risk around insufficient governance processes and controls are of concern to, to investors as well. Stepping back again, if you are to transparently report on things, you better have the processes to assemble the information throughout the company in place, which again is already a means to get the discipline around the use and deployment of these issues here when discussing new technologies um, in place and implemented in the companies. So that's where reporting and action really links together quite well. Yeah, that makes sense. I was going to ask you about the reporting because, of course, we're hearing a lot about sustainability reporting, but I think I've been hearing less in terms of the reporting angle on the tech side. So it's difficult to know if investors are getting that information and how companies go about preparing that information. Yeah, it's um, so, so, so again, I mean, we've, we've heard the stats. It's overwhelming. Vast majority are interested in how companies use this um, new technology and the opportunities and how they deal with the threats that relate to that. But again, the means of communication with investors is reporting and therefore companies need to understand how they behave around these issues and then assemble the information and then put that in their annual reporting um, in the investor communication, which then spurs the dialogue between the investors and the company. And as we've seen over the last decades, this dialogue between a company and its investors does have an impact on a company's strategy, on a company's behavior, because investors have many dialogues. And through the dialogue with investors, a company gets a lot of outside-in information or inspiration as well and understands the expectations, um, gets a bit of a benchmarking, peer um, comparison presented to them. So, So that then creates, again, more opportunities for the company to react to, to these reactions. And then if we move on to talk about the, the ESG side of the theme that you saw coming through the survey, you know, I remember from previous surveys, there was quite strong support for companies moving more towards integrating ESG and sustainability into their overall corporate strategy and that really being core there is that still the case is that still the theme that we're hearing from from investors on sustainability i think i would say it is um, but i think maybe we're hearing it in a different way than than perhaps we were hearing it before so when it comes to the survey findings we saw that 75 percent of respondents said that how companies are managing sustainability related risks and opportunities is an important factor for their decision making so already that's a it's a pretty significant number and then when we look about Uh, the data around what investors want when it comes to reporting, they're really looking for companies to disclose more information on the cost to meet the sustainability commitments that they're setting. 
the roadmap to actually achieve those commitments. So not just what is the ambition, not just what is the vision, but actually what are the strategic steps to actually implement that? What are the interim targets? How are they tracking progress? Um, And also then thinking about the effect of those sustainability risks and opportunities on the financial statement assumptions as well, which I think goes to the point that Nadia made earlier around the connectivity between sustainability and financial reporting. But beyond that, we're seeing that investors really want details and information on the impact that the company is having on both society and the environment. The number this year is 75% of our investors want want impact information from companies. That's up from 60% in 2022. And of those who want information on impact, 75% of those want it in monetary terms, which again is up from 66% last year. So I think we're starting to see a shift there as well. Um, And to take it back to your point, Laura, they are also looking for companies to embed sustainability into their corporate strategies. And although we've seen shifts there slightly from our 2021 survey, we're still seeing 70% are asking for that. And and that's that's a lot, right? Um, So to me, it feels like, yes, we saw this decline in investors asking for the embedding of sustainability thinking into the corporate strategy. When I talk with clients and, and, Yes, I do talk to um, pretty advanced companies sometimes. It really doesn't feel like a big topic anymore because it became the new normal. The chief sustainability officer has a seat at in, in the boardroom. Um, companies are discovering how taking sustainability strategies at the core of their operation provides them with advantages. It reduces risks, it reduces costs, it opens up new opportunities. So um, the topic as such is is not that hot anymore for a lot of companies. Now, don't get me wrong, there is still a large, large number of companies who have not really um, completed their journey in, in that respect. So there's a lot more work to do but I would say it becomes a bit more of a given. And we also should take note of the fact, although however slightly, but the percentage of investors who disagree that embedding sustainability into their corporate strategy is important, that number has declined as well. So that also confirms my observation that it has become a bit more of the new normal and expectation. One of the themes you guys touched on briefly earlier was the trust deficit. Obviously, sustainability reporting is growing and is is new for many people in terms of figuring out how to provide that information. Is there is there an excitement among the investors about the new sort of the new requirements? There's been massive headway in 2023 in terms of the IFRS standards, uh, the European standards coming out, the the US standards. Uh, what's the sentiment there around that shift in the moving towards more requirements for the sustainability reporting? We have 94 percent of investors that do believe that corporate reporting on sustainability performance contains at least some level of unsupported claims. And that is even an increase from last year. Um, So with respect to the standards, let's not forget that the standards are there. 
just barely, right? Um, so, so for less than half a year, um, do we have those final standards now? They're not implemented yet. They're not adopted by companies yet. So investors still cannot rely on CSRD reporting with limited assurance. They cannot yet rely on full IFRS reporting with or without some level of assurance. But overall, I, I really think that this high level of lack of trust in sustainability reporting is and should be a very clear wake-up call for us all. And when I say for us all, I mean preparers, their advisors, their auditors, the regulators and standard setters. We all have to continue our strong efforts to really get rid of that perception and really make sustainability reporting, number one, rooted in standards, that, that always helps because if you can really say this is how I'm supposed to report and this is how I report, that, that gives a sense of security, right? So rooted in standards, prepared faithfully, um, reliably, and then obviously the assurance on sustainability reporting will add to investors trusting in that information. When we look a little bit more into the detail, um, we've asked investors on what kind of resources, on sources they they depend on when they form the judgment about companies. And and they use a broad range of sources, um, including third-party information to make their investment decision, right? Um, But it's still in an environment of diminished trust, right? So when we ask investors about the degree to which they use and then trust 17 different sources of information, the greatest variance between use, very high, and trust, pretty low, were in narrative reporting of companies and then sustainability disclosure. So going back to the theme of the unsupported claims that investors think um, are included in sustainability um, reporting and and they then triangulate different types of information and sources of information against each other to really assess the validity of information. So today, again, much of sustainability reporting is not yet subject to assurance. Right? If we look at assurance reports, some of them only cover a few KPIs. Some of them cover only one KPI. So so broadly there's not a lot of assurance on sustainability information. And that is, I think, why 85% of the investors of the response to our survey say that reasonable assurance, so audit-type level assurance, would really give them confidence in sustainability reporting to a moderate, large or very large extent. Now, stepping back, what does that all mean? That all means that we have to build a system an environment of sustainability reporting that really is on par with financial reporting. We need the strict rules. We need the strict standards that companies need to follow, that investors understand. They then understand how companies are asked to talk about their sustainability reporting. And we need the same rigor of preparation of that reporting, supported by proper assurance on this reporting, hopefully up to a level that equates to to an audit on financial statements. And if we've built that system, which will take a little longer to really see that come to fruition globally, but once we build that system, the concerns most definitely 
will not fully go away, but will really be significantly diminished. I'm very convinced of that. And maybe one other thing to add uh, would also be when we're looking at these perceptions of greenwashing, um, the survey found that investors are maybe looking towards the regulators and the standard setters Mm -hmm. to help create that clarity and consistency that Nadia is also referring to. We saw that 57% of our investors said that if companies meet the upcoming regulations and standards, including uh, the three you mentioned, Laura, Mm -hmm. that it will meet their information needs for their decision making to a large or very large extent. So I think it's also interesting to see that in the absence of any reporting under those requirements yet, investors are uh, optimistic towards the the information that that will provide when it comes to the analysis that they need to conduct. Ah, Thank you, Anna. Excellent. Um, that you mentioned that, uh, that that's a good stat to mention in that context. So armed with all these findings, we've talked about a lot. What would you guys say are sort of your three key takeaways for companies from this investor survey? Yeah, so um, the three points, right? I, I think the investor survey is so full of really good points that distilling it to three is always a bit difficult. <laughs> but since you forced me to... Um, Let me say that, look, first, companies must convince their investors that they are keeping up with the pace of accelerating technology. Or you can also say with the accelerating pace of technology. So however you want to look at it. So companies have to explain how they use technology and how they govern the use and how they take opportunities from that, but also how they manage risks then obviously the same is true for sustainability reporting. Companies need to continue to convince investors how they create value and reduce risks um, from their sustainability um, endeavors, how they embed that in strategy and how they make their sustainability commitments real, right? And ultimately, stepping back from all of that, companies need to provide better information to what investors are looking for and continue to build trust in those important matters to investors. And that might be technology for one company. That certainly is sustainability for the other company. It's a combination of the two for basically all companies. Um, There might be particular issues that are prevalent in one industry, find out as a company what is of interest to your investor base by looking at peers, by talking to your investors, and then prepare for really faithful reporting on these significant topics um, to build trust in these matters that are important for investors. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us, Nadia. Thank you, Eleanor. That was fantastic. For anyone that has not read the Global Investor Survey yet, the link will be available with the podcast. To never miss an episode again, remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, happy accounting. This podcast has been brought to you by PricewaterhouseCoopers, LLP. This content is for general information purposes and is not a substitution for consultation with professional advisors.